Om. Ouch. 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 Are you okay, Francisco? <laughs> Let's see if these wounds can heal on episode number 69 of the Retro Rewind Podcast. Welcome to the Retro Rewind Podcast, where we rewind back to movies and video games from 15 or more years ago so that we can let you know whether they're still worth revisiting today. You can find the show notes for this episode at RetroRewindPodcast.com slash 69. There you can leave us a comment on the episode, find links to subscribe or review us in iTunes and Stitcher Radio, and you can also find a link to support us on Patreon. Speaking of which, for this episode, our reflux capacitor was augmented with saw blades and speaking spells. Thanks to our out-of-this-world patrons, Brian Keating, Jake Arsenu, Andrew Legrieve, Michael Kelso, Deborah Powers, Jared Holdeshauer, and a secret patron as well. So thank you guys so much for your awesome support. My name is Francisco Ruiz. I'm a dad, designer, and the D is silent. And I predicted E.T., the extraterrestrial... <laughs> Would be a tragic movie. Wait, why is that? That's right. Silent? That's right. Because I have no, I I'm not even going to give any more thought to this. <laughs> <laughs> wow, that sounds disastrous. Like it's dysfunctional with their dynamics or something. That's Paul, the master interrupter slash showing me up powers. My what? good friend and co-host, Paul. Uh, my trivial question for you is Steven Spielberg stated in an interview that E.T. was a plant-like... The, the character, E.T., was a plant-like creature and neither male nor female. Hmm. Paul, my question to you, which alien would you rather have... Would you rather have your back, Groot or E.T.? Well, that's easy, Groot. Oh, well, I guess this... Okay. Good to know. Interrupt here and say, I predicted this movie would be a classic. <laughs> okay. Thank you, Paul. Yes. And Paul and I are joined uh, once again, though it's been a while, by a uh, friend of the show, Sharon Powers. Hi, Sharon. Hi, Francisco. Welcome back. Me on. Oh, yeah, absolutely. Um, Sharon, uh, will you please remind us what you do? I think it's actually may have changed uh, to be more professional from what it was before. Yes. Um, uh, I think in the past I didn't really talk much about what I did at the time, but what I hoped and planned to be doing, which is pursue harp thera or therapeutic harp, and oh, yeah, that's like what I'm doing theater. now, is training um, very actively to become a therapeutic harpist and so um, cool. play around locally and stuff. Very awesome. Does that include wearing heavy armor and going after giants? It does not, but it does oh, okay. include teaching from time to time. Oh, okay. Is that a reference so. to the Mickey Mouse beanstalk? No, it's about uh, the Jewish King David where he would use the harp oh, to soothe the okay. King Saul. And then King nice. Saul would put some armor on him and send him out to defeat Goliath. It may, be, it may have been too late in the evening for me to have caught that, but uh, nice, Paul. 
Yes, I suppose it was nice. Uh, Sharon, <laughs> uh, my trivial question for you is, the filmmakers had requested that M&Ms be used to lure E.T. instead of Reese's Pieces, but the Mars Company had denied their request, and so Reese's Pieces were used instead. And as a direct result, Reese's Pieces sales skyrocketed. Uh, because of this, and more, more and more companies began requesting that their products be used in movies. Sharon, what is your favorite candy? Can't decide. Oh my gosh. Well, I don't know what my favorite candy is exactly, but one of my favorites <laughs> is Divine Chocolate. Dark mm. Chocolate. Um, divine because that company is fair trade and that's pretty awesome. There's others, but that's the one I know about. So, like Yay. Willy Wonka. Mm. I hope because those everlasting gobstoppers <laughs> um, are not everlasting. It's very disappointing. <laughs> Quite. <clears throat> you nerd, Paul. Oh well. <laughs> um, and in case you're wondering, I predicted shock of all shocks. I predicted that ET would be a classic. Oh, so we have a, this is the same dynamic we had for the last episode on a Goofy movie, my prediction of tragic and two classics. So we'll see if that pans out. All right, Paul, let's. Hey, what's up? Can you give us, can you enter the course for Alice so that we can get this show on the road? All right, Alice, what's up? It's been a long time. Let's go back to 1982 and let's have a roundtable discussion on E.T., the extraterrestrial movie, not the silly uh, Atari game. And then uh, let's uh, see what we've been up to on our new tubes and then with some show announcements. Very good. Alice, get to it. Wow. Chop, chop. Alert. Alert. Target located. Spoilers incoming. Engaging Retro Rewind Reactor. It was the love that warmed our hearts. The vision that lifted our spirits. The film that touched our souls. I'm keeping him. Share the human experience of Steven Spielberg's E.T., the extraterrestrial, the story that touched the world. Rated PG. Starts Friday at select theaters. A story that touched the world. And much like a human experience is to have memories of past experiences, so here's our memory mind melt of E.T., an alien crash lands in the suburbs of California, and E.T. is left behind by his ship because he succumbs to the siren's call of Reese's Pieces. After having pizza with his mom, older brother, and said brother's friends, a boy named Elliot goes outside and finds the extraterrestrial being stranded in his backyard and hides Heim. The yeah. boy pretends to be sick so he can stay home and hang out with E.T., and they veg out all day. The boy, Elliot, grows closer, grows closer connected to E.T. and learns that the alien wants to call home, so he tries to help E.T. phone home using a speaking spell. Scary government dudes discover E.T., vacuum-pack e. Elliot's home, and take away the quarantine E.T., and take away and quarantine E.T. in a spooky, suspenseful scene. But Elliot gets his brother's friends to take E.T. back, and they get away on a flying bikes on the way on their way to meet other aliens who take E.T. home. <laughs> it's good. No. Oh. 
<laughs> Too many inseparable moments. Yes, exactly. Paul, will you tell us what technically went into, or the technical details of this movie? I was about to say, technically, I don't know how they made E.T., but <laughs> we can say that E.T., the extraterrestrial, was rated PG, ran uh, 115 minutes, and was released in the theaters of the U.S. of A. on June 11th, 1982. It was directed by Steven Spielberg. He got a lot of credit, but the writer, Melissa Matheson, no one ever heard of, so she didn't get it. <laughs> the credit. Sad day. <laughs> yeah, went on to star D. Wallace, Henry Thomas, uh, Drew Barrymore, and uh, a bunch of other people you may or may not recognize. The budget for this movie was about uh, $10.5 million and went on to gross almost $800 million in the box office. Wowza. Including over, not including over $200 million in rentals alone. <laughs> Jeez. <laughs> My goodness. Well, but very- I think that includes the re-release of the 20th anniversary. Oh, okay. Maybe. But maybe, maybe not. I thank you, Paul, for those, te- for those technicals. All right. Good night, everybody. And uh, <laughs> let's see. I guess before... I think we'll wait. We'll wait and see if uh, our future selves come back. And maybe E.T. will be with them. Who knows? Um, Is he a time traveler, too? Uh, well, I don't know. Uh, according to IMDb, he's a million years old. So he's oh. traveled through time at least one way a long time. I guess we're all. <laughs> I guess in that way we're all time travel. Oh, whoa! Hey, you know, ever since watching, um, what is it? Mad Max: Fatal Fury. And I hear that. I think of that guy playing the guitar, spitting out fire. Okay, let's go. Whoa! And he's playing that guitar. Whoa! Whoa! As <laughs> we're going back in time. Oh, it's you guys again. Surprise, surprise. Hello. Oh, hi. Oh, Sharon's with you. Us. Well, yeah, of course. It's you. It's just us from the future. And we want to let you know, we rated it. We rated E.T. a classic. So any listeners... Of course. Any listeners uh, who haven't seen E.T. and still want to listen to this, we're going to spoil things. So you may want to watch E.T. first. All right, see you guys All right. back in time. Actually, we won't see you back in time because we're just going to go back to our time. Dang, you guys look old. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, let's get back. Bye. Well, I'm glad uh, I'm glad we found out. Cool. Uh, oh. let's, let's find out why we rated it that way. Uh, let's start I'm with... I'm not surprised, but let's go ahead. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, let's begin, as we like to, with our guests. Sharon, what's one thing you liked about E.T.? There's a real lifiness, to use technical terms, um, to, for me, especially in the beginning, uh, in, that, in the, the whole uh, scene, like the way the family is, um, uh, how the, uh, the, are you, are you- the way the mom feels like she's, she looks, she's, obviously tired the whole time but she's also obviously happy to be with her kids you know she's she's tired from working mm-hmm. hard and from like the pressures of being a single mom who's um i assume ex-husband is 
apparently off in Mexico with his lover, and mm-hmm. it's just the, he doesn't know, even crazy. like Mexico. <laughs> she she was amazing. Um, okay. Did me. you like the fact that they were a dysfunctional family, or you like the way that it seemed real? Like it, well, like that's you know, how it may have really played out for them. I guess kind of both. Um, yeah, okay. a lot of times, if you know, like I didn't even think dysfunctional family when I saw. It. I mean, probably because it, in many ways, parallels with how my own family was at mm. times in my young childhood. Mm-hmm. Um, and I've wondered. I don't. I haven't confirmed this yet, but I've wondered if that's why my we owned this on VHS when I was little. When my parents aren't to really the type to to enjoy like sci-fi mm. kind of movies, you know, like mm-hmm. fantasy and all of that's not really their thing. But we owned this one and um, loved it, and I think that may well have been a big part of it um, was the family dynamic and. They didn't. Tr- they didn't. They didn't overdo anything. It wasn't, you know, like she was going crazy because she was in that situation. It's just. It was just. It just felt real and natural, and they didn't try too hard. Yeah, I would completely agree that overall, that family felt like an authentic family. It didn't just feel like yeah. this contrived bunch of people. Oh, let's get these actors because they like look good or something like that. Yeah. This. Yeah. It felt like they were a family. I yeah. completely agree with you. Yeah, so good job on that. <laughs> good job finding something you liked. Um, yeah. No, I meant so Spielberg, hard. like the cast, the the casting director, and you know people to bring the right people in and yeah. to have them um, look like they they uh, get along like they do. Yeah. yeah, that's another thing. It looked effortless and and natural, which of course means behind the scenes was probably a not. ton of work and not so. <laughs> easy yeah paul what was something that may not have been easy for them to pull off but you liked nonetheless the music the score behind this is really it had the mellow times and it had the intense times Mm -hmm. and i thought uh this was you know in john williams prime here and he he just knocked it out of the park and sent them flying um (laughs) but i thought the music here was uh a memorable theme Mm-hmm. Although not, a, we'll get to that later. But uh, uh, I thought ET sent them flying. Well, uh, he needed the music behind it, kind of like pixie dust. Okay. <laughs> um. I yeah. I thought John Williams score. I would agree. It was beautiful, catchy. Uh, there were there was an element to it that I didn't like. I'll get to that later. But on the yeah. whole, yeah, it was a great part of this movie. Sharon, would you agree or wholeheartedly? Yeah. Very cool. Um. Let's then uh, for me. Uh, actually, no. You know, I'm gonna be a gentleman, Sharon. With something else you liked about <laughs> ET. <laughs> sure. Um, well, oh, uh, this was something that was really cool, and I didn't realize it until probably at least halfway through watching it this time. But you, um, I think it dawned on me. You know, I was watching it with Josh, and it dawned on me that you know, oh, you don't see any of the adults' faces except for the mom. Mm-hmm. And um, and Josh pointed what? out, yeah, you know, it's filmed. Except at the at end, the, yeah. yeah. Yeah, right, until until the end, um, which I thought was also really cool that you did at the end. Mm-hmm. Um, and, uh, the, oh, Josh pointed out that it because it was filmed, um, 
at the child's eye level Mm -hmm. and and from a child's perspective, which meant like, even though, you know, a child probably would be able to see the adults faces symbolically, you know, like the, the, the guy at the beginning seemed like this sinister keys um, for both. Yeah. Keys. Um, you know, he seemed like really spooky, scary. And like, you know, the the, the ominous music was with Mm -hmm. every time he was there. And then at the end you find, he was basically like Elliot all grown up in a way, like with his curiosity and everything. And he mm-hmm. really, he was on the, the, when the, when the veil was lifted and you could actually see it, he yeah, wasn't so was scary. A, a weird thing to me. Hmm. He said that he, this is the doctor when he's leaning over Elliot and he's talking to him, right? Yeah. He's not a doctor. Well, the scientist, just, yeah, sorry. He's, yeah. He's in there with him. But he said, um, back off, man. <laughs> he said uh hi bentley uh you don't need to get excited just because i'm talking about this guy uh so the scientist guy he says that uh et came to me as well he that's what he tells elliot and and then elliot says well he came to me first and i'm like well then how did if you came to elliot first how did he come to this because i was thinking maybe the the aliens visited this scientist guy when he was a boy but then it was like well no he came to elliot first so i was really confused by that did you did you get any of that or yes i the way i took it is that um and i can't remember the name of this guy in the bible but there's someone who was waiting for the messiah to come oh yeah really old man Yes. When Jesus was born. Yes. I kind of thought of it that way. Like, you know, yes, he was with Elliot. E.T. was with Elliot the whole time, you know, like, and Elliot was taking care of him. Um, but, but I've been waiting my whole life to kind of see been, this. Yeah, he'd been waiting his whole life. It reminded me of the older man in Explorers. Yeah. Which mm-hmm. I only saw for the Swallowed first time his gum. When you guys did it, I think. Yeah. Episode. But yeah, so um retrorewindpodcast.com slash seventeen. <laughs> awesome. Yeah. So he you know, I think he meant it more figuratively. Passionately uh, but figuratively. Okay. So yeah. Okay, cool. I'll accept that answer for now. I uh, was curious which version that uh, you guys watched because there's original theatrical version and then there's a twentieth anniversary version with Without any guns, and I think there's deleted scenes, like with E.T. under the bathtub water. <laughs> yeah, mine is an anniversary edition, but it's not the read. It's not the one with the walkie-talkies replacing the shotguns, because mine okay. had the shotguns, and there wasn't that bathtub scene or anything. Yeah, okay, we watched cool. the original, I think. Yeah, Yeah, yeah there was nothing else. Okay, so we all watched the same version. Okay, good. So going forward, we don't have to worry yeah. about, whoa, wait, which version did you see? <laughs> I hadn't you heard about that, that one until, you know, we watched it this time, and I was I was very glad that we were not watching that version. Mm-hmm. It sounded a little sacrilegious as far as movie movie world to me. Well, you gotta know why Jabba hired Han Solo. It's so important. It doesn't <laughs> slow the movie down at all. <laughs> anyway, okay, so let's go back to uh, Paul. Now that you clarified that for us, what's something you liked about ET? This um, original version. 
that the fact that the teenagers seemed like real teenagers they weren't college kids pretend <laughs> saying like i don't know how to drive forward you know what i mean that's a really good point i didn't think about that yeah absolutely yeah so uh, it was a breath of fresh air especially even in today's comedies and movies you know yes. um but so that was and they felt like people that I would run into in high school, those kind of people. Mm -hmm. So I thought uh, the authenticity was uh, a breath of fresh air. Okay. So another point for ET authenticity. Got it. Yes. Sharon, let's go back to you. What is something else you liked? Well, the authenticity of it. <laughs> I... <laughs> we got it. It's authentic. Let's something else. Um. <clears throat> So kind of spinning off of what the talking about the family earlier, mm -hmm. um, but this is believe me, a separate thing. Um, the way, you know, they're, they're picking on each other in the beginning and they're, they're that your typical sibling bickering or whatever. But, um, I think even then you can, you can tell that no. Okay. Maybe not then, but eventually <laughs> you see that they, really love each other when it comes down to it. Yeah. When the, the chips are down the siblings. Yeah. As, as, um, uh, I'd forgotten, um, that uh, there were siblings. Cause I had, no, <laughs> uh, no, I actually did forget about Drew Barry. I, I forgot about her in the beginning, mm -hmm. but I always remember her at the end. And, and, and an inceptive memory I had was that she says something like, they're here. Oh, that's, that's a different Spielberg guys. movie. I know. Yeah. <laughs> That's funny. Um, but I think, but what I thought she said it was for when the uh, the government men come in at the end. Oh, but that anyways, makes that's sense. Not the, yeah, that's not the like thing I was talking about right now. What I was talking about is when Elliot clues his brother and sister in on ET being there with them. Mm -hmm. um, how they just really unite, and it's. Um, I think it is something that would happen. Like if it was my brother and sister and me, uh, I think it would be similar to that, but it would probably be a lot more fighting than there actually was. Oh yeah. In the but I thought, you know what, that was really cool to show how it could be. I mean, mm -hmm. it was real lifey and yet it was also something you could kind of aspire to. And so, I mean, that to me is inspiring and I like, I appreciate that. Cool. Paul? How how did you feel about that, and or what's something else you liked? Um, I thought that yeah, they looked out for each other. Um, I wish uh, they would have been a little closer with um, well, silly little Gertie always telling everything. I mean, that was her <laughs> character, but yeah. <laughs> uh, but something else that I really liked was, I guess, what do you call it? The cinematography, basically, a lot of the lighting. Mm -hmm. And how the shots were framed in, in a lot of these scenes were beautiful. Some were frustrating because you kind of couldn't see like like there was some sort of like light and then there was a lot of shadow play. But some of the scenes were just spot on gorgeous. So was like, yeah. Okay. I'll, I'll give you that some of them more. Because, but sometimes it is weird, especially toward the end. It's like, is this daytime? Is it night? And it would like flip between the two. I'm like... Get your lighting right. You have a consistency with your lighting because I'm confused about are you changing days or something on me? It's it's very off putting, but yeah, I can see that. But um, but some of the scenes were like, okay, this is how it's supposed to be done. Okay, all well, right. And <laughs> to what Paul was saying, like I, I 
truthfully just don't remember um, the the technical side of like you know if any faults in it mm-hmm. in in the lighting and everything. Um, so I can't remember if I agree with that or not. But let's just uh, say you don't, and it's not very good. I think. Um, oh no! But to what Paul was saying about the beauty of it and the um, the way it was done. Yeah. The funny thing is, one of the things I thought of immediately was Elliot's, I mean, among other things, among like the out when they were outside and there was some beautiful, you know, outdoors scenes. But uh, one of the first things I thought of was Elliot's blinds, his rainbow blinds in his bedroom. He had rainbow blinds? Yeah. <laughs> and oh, I didn't that, notice that. When, yeah, I, I don't know. It was, it was when and his mom like closes the blinds and they looked rainbow colored to me maybe it was maybe it was and that would actually um, make sense to get why they left him a rainbow at the end eh, maybe i thought they I thought dumped it was just a their sign of goodwill and love but i thought they were dumping their year in as they left oh the atmosphere <laughs> I don't Isn't that, that what funny. like spaceships do? That's how like Han Solo floated away with the trash, you know, <laughs> something like that. But what? I, okay, it wasn't just that I thought of the blinds, but it, it like that was. I didn't actually. I didn't remember like before rewatching it. I didn't remember every single scene, but as I saw him, you know, mm-hmm. rewatching it this time, it was almost like I remember. Like I was in the room with him. You know, like I really remembered. And I was in the backyard when the the baseball rolled back. You know, like I it really triggered vivid I really, memories. I really, when I was little, like I felt like like I was pretty much there with them. Like I mm-hmm. almost felt like I could feel the cool night air. Oh wow! Like wow, I, it was, that's cool. the memories, the way the memories are for me are are just almost as if I was there, not just as if I was watching the movie. It's, so, it's, so it's a lot yeah. of nostalgia for you. Yeah. Hold that. Paul, did do you find that ET brought back a lot of nostalgia for you? In some ways, yes, I would definitely consider a nostalgic movie because I saw it as a kid and really enjoyed it as a kid. Mm-hmm. So it now, triggers wait, that. Cool. Question: When, like, did you guys see it when it came out? Did it come out in eighty two? Eighty two. So. I'm sure I didn't see it when it came out unless my parents really wanted to take a one-year-old to the theater <laughs> to watch this, which I don't see that Couldn't being the case. But I, mm. I'd imagine I was in my, like, f- maybe f- four, five, six, somewhere in there when I first yeah, saw it. That's probably about the same for me. And I, like a lot of people my age, I remember this movie being one of the first movies I saw at the theater. In fact, oh, I remember okay. seeing this as a double feature at a drive-in with... Uh, the Dark Crystal. Oh, really? Wow. So, wow. And you stayed up? No, I remember <laughs> sleeping through one. I, I think have... E.T. came afterwards. I, we, I had already uh, seen both, but... Uh, oh, okay. Okay. Yeah. Wait, you'd already seen both, but this was your first time seeing... No, I remember seeing it in the theater. Oh, oh And okay. I also remember going to a drive-in theater. Okay, got it, got it, got it, got it. Yeah. Gotcha. All right, um, let's see. Uh, do you guys still have a lot more likes for this movie? Oh, yeah. Uh, we'll just keep cranking. How much time we got? <laughs> How about- I have one more that I wanted, like one more that I had written down. Okay. How about uh, this? Go ahead and give us your one more, Sharon. Paul, you can either give us one more big one or f- uh, up to three rapid fire ones after that. Then All we'll right. go around and do our uh, classic makers. 
Sharon, the floor is yours. Um, it's, I thought it was really cool the way uh, this this new spin on the, an alien from outer space coming to Earth. Um, they were just these cute little guys, cute used very loosely. <laughs> um, how about let's use the word endearing? Little guys just wandering <laughs> around. Go. They were interested. They were just making a stop and. He accidentally got left. They tried, you know, I, I thought you know, it wasn't menacing. And I checked with Josh, who's more knowledgeable, um, the extent of my research. But I think this was <laughs> the first alien from outer space story, movie anyway, where it wasn't menacing. Like the only menacing feelings that ever came about was when the men, the science men were, you know, looking for him, mm-hmm. hunting for him. Mm-hmm. You know, he was... He brought nothing but love and peace and, you know. Well, I mean. So that was really cool. There were aliens in Star Wars that were nice and Star that's Wars different. came before this. I feel like that's a little different and, dynamic. It wasn't oh, different. sure, They yeah. were all aliens to us, you know. None of them that, were Earth people. I suppose that's a good point, yeah. yeah. And if you're a little tree plant trying to grow, you don't think it's very nice to be picked up and killed and is he being taken <laughs> off from your roots? But I'm sorry. Anyway. <laughs> Wow. Okay. But yeah, I, that's, I hadn't thought, I considered that, that, that it sort of, it does break ground in that aspect. Yeah. So that's cool. Uh, Paul, what's, what are some, either a few likes or one big like, more like that. One big like is uh, the cast. I thought all the actors, like you said, the, uh, the mom was great. Um, uh, Drew Barrymore was just adorable. <laughs> <laughs> and, uh, Henry, is it Thomas Henry Henry Thomas? Henry I Thomas, I believe, for, who played okay, Elliot. Henry Thomas, yeah, I thought he was a great little actor for yeah. his age, uh, and even the the teens and the brother. Um, yeah, I seriously was like, are we sure he's not Jesse Eisenberg? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, <laughs> that's that. yeah, I can see that too. Nice. Oh, he was he was impeccable to me. Like he was he stood out possibly the most. Yeah, I I enjoyed watching, of the siblings, I enjoyed watching him the most, definitely. Mm -hmm. Yeah, Um, so I thought they did a great job with the casting of this film. Very cool. Awesome, guys. Well, let's go ahead and get to our classic makers for E.T. Let's begin with, since I've been kind of silent, I'll start. I thought the animatronics and puppetry on E.T., or just stellar. You might yes. even say interstellar. <laughs> <laughs> uh, 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 yes, uh. I didn't even think of that, but you're absolutely right. The little nuances, the little. Yeah. I, they were, I mean, I, the fingers. The fingers, the eye, just the the, how fast the, the eyelids went. Yes. I was like, wow, that's amazing. Just, uh, just little things like that were. I yeah. Thought, spot on sure. made it even valerie was asking me well is it a person inside or is it a puppet yeah. or is it both or it's, is it at different times it was different yeah things yeah but okay. even then at some point i was still trying to figure out well which one is this yeah. because yeah. it is very very well done yes the fingers. <laughs> <laughs> i'm still like it's amazing that yeah. okay <laughs> but that is a very good one thank you thank you Redeem myself slightly, maybe? <laughs> yes. Okay. <Slightly. laughs> Thanks, Sharon. <laughs> All right. Uh, let's, go to, uh, sh- let's go to Paul. 
this movie has a lot of heart and captures the wonder of a young child, in my opinion. So, yes, the 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 connected. I don't know how to expand on that. It's just it's it's not often found in movies that I wish that there was more of 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 that it uh, captures a child's heart. Not like that, literally. <laughs> no, no, I'm not no. meaning like transplants. <laughs> kind of did psychically. But no, I thought you meant like Indiana Jones. Or <laughs> oh. <laughs> <laughs> no, so you're saying what exactly is capturing the heart? The movie itself captures kids' hearts, captures or your heart? It, it shows the the wonder of oh, this is new, and this is. Uh, different and exciting and mysterious all at the same time, you know. Um, the that part of the child's perspective, right? Okay, yeah. I was gonna wonder, say other movies do that all the time. Well, but, but this one did an amazing job. Yeah, this one. I and Paul, you said you couldn't. You were trying to think of how to expand on it or whatever. Um, yeah. Yeah, Would you, you like me to? Go for it. Yes, please. Yes, please. Nice. I mean, I kind of already, I was at first kind of thinking I'd already said my classic maker, but really Paul helped me realize that it, not exactly. <laughs> so, yeah, I mean, the way, the it's very warm and loving. And like I keep saying, peace and love. It's very, <laughs> you know, uh, has the that only message. time there's the only antagonist, the only antagonistic factor is the grown-ups trying to pick everything apart mm-hmm. scientifically and forget about the. Although they did try but, try to help him with yeah, I mean, ET but, when he was that, dying, you and know that was yeah exactly like even that was just kind of washed away. And what remained was the love. And that was amazing to me. I mean, they still were, they were still being scientific. They were still being cautious and careful, you know, doing that, doing, trying to make sure that primarily the humans were protected. And when they thought they, I mean, they were trying to save ET in the end. Um, and when they felt that they couldn't anymore, I mean, I couldn't really fault them for wanting to scientifically, explore and experiment this strange being when he was, you know, like they couldn't help him anymore. Um, that was, that was another amazing spin and not something you would typically see from an extraterrestrial themed movie. Um, so, so yeah, that for me, so I'm, I'm kind of going from what Paul was saying into what's even more specifically mm-hmm. my side of the classic maker. Mm-hmm. Um, that, okay, so the, the it's kind of a twofold thing from okay. there. It's the, the relationship between, the whole psychic connection between E.T. and Elliot uh-huh. and mm-hmm. the way that uh, it really, Elliot grew, I mean, we don't know a ton about Elliot before his relationship with E.T. other than he's just your typical curious little boy but he um i don't know there was just something really beautiful about their relationship to me and the way they were connected and it taught i think it really taught him empathy and he and he also developed some leadership skills and that was and i think et was kind of guiding him 
in, in a way. And so it was, mm-hmm. I mean, so, so I, I want to agree with you. I uh-huh. really do, but I don't. <laughs> <laughs> but you just don't. Wait, you don't. You don't see that they were connected, or oh, you don't I, I no, see I understand they were thing, connected. You, what don't you agree? I, let's. I'm. We'll save it. All right? things will be made clear. Next, I'm sure yes. in the next section. Okay. Well, so the second. I don't want to rag so much on Sharon's classic. <laughs> oh, I think. Oh, I guess. Okay, the way I saw this whole relationship thing in the movie was like mm-hmm. it's kind of starting with E.T. and Elliot. And then it kind of also expanded and then how it's also displayed in um, the three siblings. They unite Mm -hmm. around E.T. And then how even from there, how like at the end, the three, the um, is it Michael is the older brother, maybe Mm -hmm. the older brother's friends um, come in and help to. And then it's like all of the, the kids, you know, team together and I just mm-hmm. the, the lot of a lot of um promoting of team teamwork and um and uh, riding together, on top like, of like, police yeah. cars with their bikes totally <laughs> um so yeah uh yeah yeah all right um, cool that, that's pretty much the gist of it nice yeah unfortunately I can't really do my part justice by saying all oh, that they captured the wonder of it all but mm-hmm. Um, I'll just have to let that sit, unfortunately. No, it's fortunate. Um, all right, guys. For thank you, you for, <laughs> for thank you for sharing uh your classic makers. Now before we get to the things we didn't like, aka the things Francisco didn't like about E. T. <laughs> um uh we like to go to we like to pose the question or ask people, what do you remember about the movies or games to cover? Uh would you consider it a classic? Uh, nostalgic or tragic and we do those things on our Facebook group which you we would love for you to join just go to retrorewindpodcast.com slash group and I'll take you to the Facebook group where you can join alright so here's the Facebook the feedback we got for E.T. Eric Purcell said I sometimes go by E.P. which is <laughs> awful similar to E.T. E.P. von home <laughs> uh, Christy Ruiz my lovely wife uh, said oh, prune Weird, waddling, prune dude. Black. Uh, Eric Purcell then said, thanks for the laugh. I love it. Uh, I was a bit upset with the changes that were made. So this is something we talked about earlier. Were made to the DVD release of this movie. It was released on DVD after 9-11, and they took out the guns and changed the, changed the line. I'm not a huge fan of altering movies in this way. If you want to add an alternate ending or release a version with with previously cut material, I'm okay with that. I'm not really keen on completely changing or altering scenes and dialogue. These movies are products of the time period and they happen to be filmed during and the time period there happened to be filmed during. And it irks me to challenge, to change the original art. If they want to remake it fine, do what you wish. Please stop changing the originals or make a non altered version available for purchase. Sorry about my rant. I'm I've avoided buying ET on DVD for those reasons alone. Amen, Eric. I have the uh I got the 20th anniversary and it came with both versions oh, on cool. the DVD. So So Eric, it's look out, out for that. Yeah, I mean It's it's out there along with In ET. In fact, after that, after the 20th version, Steven Spielberg agrees with Eric now, and that's why I think all the new copies 
either have the original or the original accompanied with the altered but oh, okay. he he said that yeah it's it's a product of its time and it should be uh that way nice uh then jared holzhauer said first movie i can remember seeing in a theater very cool jared uh, aaron wallace said it made me cry so i avoided it like the plague Oh, it made me cry too. But yeah. there, there have been times where we owned it on VHS and I didn't watch it with the rest of the family. Or they said we should put it on. I'm like, no, I don't want to cry. <laughs> really? Oh. Okay. Um, Wesley, I mean, come on. He's he come died. on with you. Let me finish this. And, and <laughs> all right, fine. I thought you were opening there up. There are with... a lot of comments this time. Wesley Maltry said, "Haven't watched it since I was a kid. I really didn't like it back then, and I seriously doubt I would enjoy watching it today. The only oh, thing I can say I really got out of ET was a love for Reese's Pieces. <laughs> nice." <laughs> um, Christopher Battle says, I have it on VHS from when I was a child. Oh, that's really cool. I remember thinking it was lame. They, oh, I remember thinking it was lame. They said penis breath in the beginning when the family was <laughs> in the house. My mom said it was to raise the rain of the movie. Although I have not seen this movie in a long time, it is a classic. The impact it had and even how the logo for E.T. and Elliot crossing the, the, uh, the moving is used really? for things. Like Amblin Entertainment, I believe is the way it's referring right. to. Um, and then some scenes that stand out uh, Trick or Train with E.T., Drew Barrymore's character freaking out and then warming up to E.T., the creepy government people in the tube studying E.T., the chase scene, then driving the van with the tube still attached, then to the bikes. Also thinking of, also thinking frog dissection is gross. To keep this from going longer, as I start remembering the whole, whole movie, the last thing. This was at the California State Fair this year. I saw it and then started looking for all the family and friends who were there to show. I felt childlike by how excited I got over it. The, the excellent telephone, thank you for the trip down memory lane. Thank you for sharing all that, Chris. Um, and, you, and the thing she was talking about, or he was he, talking yeah. about that was at the uh, State Fair. The State Fair was the, a photo of the, um, it, was a, it was a replica Yeah. Of, E.T. with his telephone thing. Exactly, yes. Thank with you for explaining that. And the saw blade and everything. Exactly. Pretty cool. Uh, then Nate Henderson, who you've heard on past episodes, uh, said, I don't think I ever saw this in the theaters as a child, but my wife did. And apparently she had to be taken out of the theater at the end of the movie because she was crying and screaming, E.T., come back. No. Oh, I'm with her. <laughs> I side with her. <laughs> Oh yes, and me too. Oh, and congrats, Paul, on finally getting to talk <laughs> about this movie. Yeah. yeah. <sighs> Couldn't have done it without you listeners voting Woo! ET up. Mm, Paul and his <laughs> war machine. Uh Danae Burge says the score is amazing. One of my favorites by John Williams. We use we used the flying theme as the recessional at our wedding. Oh, that's cool. Oh wow. That's, awesome. that's a cute idea. Yeah. Um Chris Count, who you've also heard on past episodes, said, I remember being freaked out when E.T. turned really pale. Also, E.T. Yeah. E. recognized Yoda when they were trick-or-treating. <laughs> Which is kind of fun since you see E.T. in episode one. Star Wars. Yeah. yeah. Um, the Reese's Pieces scene resulted in a huge jump in sales where they even passed M&M's for a, a bit. 
And then uh, the dialogue at the beginning was very much not kid appropriate, though. Would agree with that. Uh, then yeah. Deborah Powers, uh, again, past uh, guest host and mom to Paul and mom in law to Sharon, said, I agree. I got to just let everyone know who everyone is. That's it's my, okay. my duty. Yeah. Okay. Uh, Thanks I agree. Thanks for sharing your duty. <laughs> I was going to walk past it, but no, Paul made me step in it. Thanks. <laughs> um, so Deb said, I agree with everyone else here on the memories. One more thing. I remember Paul crying near the end of the movie when E.T. was dying. He was only around five or so. Oh, poor Paul. Uh, then Valerie Powers, Paul's wife and past guest host, said, I think it was the first movie I cried at as a little girl. It will always have a special place in my heart. Finally, uh, Ryan Jackson, longtime listener, Ryan Jackson caps us off by saying, when I was three, we were in a store and there was an E.T. mask. My father put it on and called my name. I screamed bloody murder. (laughs) (laughs) I probably would too. You know, I will say, uh, I have a similar story. I had a friend that, you know, a cousin, I, you know, growing up, I would sometimes spend the night at her house, and in her room was this, I don't know if it was just a almost life-size figurine of E.T., or if it was like oh. one of the, like a giant piggy bank kind of thing, but it was shaped like E.T., and, you know, he was just looking at you, you know, as you're trying to go to sleep, and that was pretty, pretty spooky. Um, but it didn't keep me from finding him very lovable in the movie. I wonder how much that would fetch for these days. Oh, I'm sure a, a decent penny. Oh, Francisco. Oh, sure. Can I beg something of you? Can I um, <laughs> no. You can, I, you I can beg. I may not give, but. Yeah. Well, I remembered one thing that I really liked that I thought would be cool to mention. Please. I suppose. When I was watching it, you know, this past week. That was sweet. Okay, in, let's continue. Okay. No. <laughs> the first time in several years, mind you. Um, even though, you know, like if I were to, you know, like talk about E.T. with friends in general conversation, I would be like, oh, E.T., phone home. Uh-huh. Watching it in the beginning, I completely forgot that he, like, because, you know, for half, for the first part of the movie, he's not talking. Yeah, yeah. I yeah. completely forgot that he eventually does talk. Oh, yeah, yeah. And it was just the most... It was almost like a revelation, I guess, to me. It was just really like a joyful, fun moment, and they started when he started talking. It was just the man from the moon is talking. (laughs) When he says his name, and it was you know it was a little spooky at first, but then it was just precious. So thank you. You're welcome. No worries. Thank you for sharing another thing you liked. Um, but we, we talked a little bit about, uh, like you said, it was a phone that was looking at you at the friend's house, Sharon? A bank. No, it was like a bank. Like a, okay, well, and that, that really was creepy. Big. And sometime when he first started, when E.T. first started, started saying Elliot's name, that was a little spooky. So I'm going to kick us, kick off our, li- our, our hate section with this. So in the very beginning, when uh, E.T.'s trying to get back to his ship, with the scream that E.T. makes, no, not a cough, a scream (laughs) that E.T. makes and moving so fast through that brush, how are those guys not just freaking the crap out? I would be so out of my mind, get me out of this place. I mean, I would be terrorized. 
I would not want to be there. So, no, they're just like, oh, well, 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 well. Oh, what's your theory? Because they're people like me that are curious, than more curious than freaked. Yeah. All right. People, and they're, they've known about this for years. They're with Ooh. the government. Yeah, and, and they never really established. They've been their... hiding it from us. So we watched X Files before and after PT. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> like, like that I night you watched X Files before and after. Yeah. Oh, okay. I think that I think we watched it on Sunday, and I think we also finished. I think it was season four of X Files. Oh, okay. Uh, in the like, on either end of watching. <laughs> That's funny. But it gives me. Yeah, they were there to find aliens, so if they heard something, they wouldn't yeah. be freaked out. They'd be, like, they'd be more excited, like, oh my gosh, we may have one. How do they know it's not going to attack them and like uh, implant uh, aliens inside them and then they burst out of their chest? I mean, that's you got to be careful. You got to be careful. Yeah, well, there's there, there are people willing to go to the front lines to sacrifice and to, you know, to mm-hmm. do their job. Whatever. <laughs> They've got close to him just the one time. You know? I, I mean, I suppose, I suppose, but it seemed crazy and to me. Get but... this man some Pepto Bismol. <laughs> <laughs> RetroRewindPodcast.com slash 52. Uh, all right. But that is, I mean, it's not a, I'm not saying, I'm not invalidating what you said, Paul, or Francisco. So you can invalidate what Paul says. That's fine. Um, uh, not this time. Okay. Well, so that's, that's, the thing, one thing I didn't like about this movie, I don't know if there's anything you, you guys found him creepy. Yeah, it was creepy. His scream and ran, ran through the bush. It was super creepy. Just well, he can't help how he screams. Well, the sound designers can. Like, no, but he can't. He's not real, Paul. Yes, he is. <laughs> You're supposed to sound spooky. You're supposed because to. He's from another world. And you're supposed to dive in and pretend that he is. It's the whole po- fun of watching movies. No, that, it's like it's and he really can happening. look. He can sound that way. That's fine. But I felt like we talked about the family being super authentic, right? To yes. me, the way those guys were just totally gung ho and like chasing after him with a sound like that and movement like that seemed inauthentic. That not oh, seem okay. to you to because me because yes. you wouldn't do that. Okay. Yeah, and I am the <laughs> I am the basis no. for all. Characters. Part of this just kind of half broke well, my tragic maker. I just want to say that right now. Okay. Like Uh-oh. like we'll you don't have a tragic maker? Okay. No, it's still there, but it's a little broken. So. Oh, okay. No, that's fine. Yeah. Um All right. Uh let's continue on though to the other things we didn't like. Uh Paul, let's go to you. Unfortunately, the this movie started out with such a boring credit sequence. I know the music was kind of trying to be eerie, but it was mm-hmm. just titles and it yeah. was very boring. I wish the title sequence, the credit opening credits would have been I mean they've spent tons of time with the aliens in the forest and then the the scientists creeping up. They should have had that. the titles over yeah, that. Yeah, that's a good point. Yeah, I didn't think about so. that, but yeah, that would have been perfect. You're absolutely right. All right, negative on you, Spielberg. <laughs> yeah, come on, get with him. Yeah. Get with him. Yeah, I know. It was trying to set the mood with the like. What did what did we say? Did a good job. Was it Sixth Sense where it was just the the it was just the black background oh. with the the credit sequence. That sounds right. And yeah. the music. I think it was trying to do the same type of thing where it's trying to create and set the mood, but mm-hmm. I think it, it failed in that. But mm. anyway, uh, Sharon, what was something you think that the movie failed? Well, in? 
the brothers' friends, um, how you, you know, you only see them, the three teenage boys mm-hmm. or whatever, you only see them at the very beginning and at, pretty much at the very end. Yep. Oh, in the middle um, when when the cool. Elliot gets in a little argument with the, the headphone guys where they... It, it, they start using big names at the bus station where he oh, he tells yeah. them that they they found the the oh, goblin. Yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> memorable scene. Um, <laughs> but you okay? I I had completely forgotten about that scene. So, uh, but <laughs> still, that doesn't really that still doesn't help this case. Um, okay, they to me. At the end, it seemed like they had they suddenly had a bigger role when they were helping them helping them out and like you know, got on their bikes and teamed up. Mm-hmm. I, mean, I thought it was sweet that they teamed up, but it, it seemed a little like all of a sudden it was like they were the Goonies all of a sudden. You know, yeah, it, they, it they seemed like they were trying the to get that vibe. Yeah. They were just there playing games. The, the yes. four guys oh, okay. and Elliot was being excluded. You know, it just yes. So again. Is, this is not a major thing, but I was like, yeah, you know. I'm going to have to disagree with you because they were a team playing Dungeons and Dragons. I think that's what it was. Something but like at that. the beginning, they were a team when to go out and investigate the goblin or whatever it was. And they were a team at the end. That's why Elliot knew. It was like, hey, let's get the, oh. let's get the guys together. Okay. But they never involved Elliot in the team. So why no, would know, he but they think... Stuck because through his older brother, they he, they would help. Mm-hmm. Oh, I suppose. That's true, yeah. Okay. Um, Sharon? Oh, wait. Was that... That was mine. Was, that was your... Okay. Well, sorry. It's your turn. <laughs> back to me. Uh, something else I didn't like about this movie. All right, back to me. No. <laughs> no. My turn. Uh, E.T. Right. E. seems like... Okay, so here, a little bit of context. Reading through IMDb... Okay. According to that, so take it or leave it. Apparently, the novelization of E.T. has uh, that E.T. was 10 million years old, which is crazy. But um, that's what uh, apparently the novel stated. I guess plants can live that long. I suppose. So with that sort of context, um, and I didn't didn't know that when I wrote this down, but... E.T. seems like he is either super patient with Elliot, explaining mm. all this stupid, mm. trivial stuff. Oh, this is... This, I can't remember. It's so inane. But um, just <laughs> what all, are you talking about? In the very beginning where he, he's showing him all his stuff. Oh, this is Pez. Um, this, this goes in the Pez dispenser. And like, that was one of the most like who moments. cares? Well, this is an alien, and you're telling it, it about all this stuff that makes game. no okay, sense. That okay, matters Francisco, not. have you ever been to a boy's, a little boy's room? Like you visit somebody's house, and a boy is yes. excited to show you their room and their or toys inside it. And you know what? Yeah. Here's the thing. My is daughter. Only, <laughs> yeah. Here's the thing. My is daughter only, is only three, and she does this. Yes. She and and it's like it's cute and i love her and so i i i go along with it but i mean this i mean this alien has no relation to elliot and he's it's just like if this was another kid i'd be like yeah yeah that's that's great kid oh my god well how do you know he's not thinking the same thing I, well that's what i'm saying exactly. either et's I think he was. I okay. think you're right that he's super patient just being super patient okay he's, then he's kind of why does he stick around though 
Because he's the only contact. He's curious about well, what these there's creatures that, do. And, and the, he's the only source of nurturing or of nourishment. You know, like he's and Elliot's actually being a good host. You know, like if he was out there in the wild, he'd, he'd probably die first, but then he'd get you know. Well, if he's, scientists would get him and experiment on him, if he's true, and they've already imprinted. Can you really live off Reese's pieces? I think you would be no, very malnourished no. if it you were trying to live that. off that. That was the no. invitation. Actually, and he no. He ate everything in his house. You know, like he. The beer. They fed him all kinds of stuff. <laughs> but you know, if he's plant based, shouldn't he just like breathe and that's what he's. I don't think he's well, plant based he was... as much as the fact that he's asexual. Oh, okay. Oh, oh, that's what Spielberg was getting at in that. Yeah. Oh, okay. Uh-huh. But he didn't. <laughs> gotcha. He's eating a lot of fruit, I believe, though. Yeah. yeah. Oh, yeah. Cannibal. Um, uh, so that is something else I didn't like about the movie. Uh, something that I thought was a little, and this is me and my perception, but the teenage, I'm glad it was the teenagers who used bad language. If the, anybody was going to, because Did, you know, wait, they're the ones that typically didn't Elliot say the penis breath line though. He said penis breath, but there was other words that his older brother would use time and time again. Oh, uh, I did. He, he did say that word. That's right. And wow. other words. Oh, I don't um, remember any others. That's weird. Okay. Yeah. Uh, like when he stole the van. There were... It, it, I, I, I need, a, I need a manifest points. of all the words, Paul. Go. All right. Here we go. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> you can insert the beeps there. <laughs> and then... But I just found it a little jarring because I'm in the mindset, oh, this is a kid's film, and and he's using this language. But if yeah. no one else caught on it, then... Oh, like, I know. It's it's more, like you said, authentic for that, but when you go to sit down to watch a, mm-hmm. a quote-unquote kid's movie, it seems out of place, or at least did for me. Yeah. yeah. and I will say that, like, I never... Like, I, you know, I watched it as a little kid. That part didn't... I remember them being a little crass or whatever, but whatever they said didn't stick out in my head. You know, like it was, it it wasn't really memorable. Yeah, I I only picked up on it a few times. So, but you know what? I I agree. Sounds like not that that tragic. (laughs) Okay, no, no, it's horrible. It's horrible. They should have had better language. Okay, that's me being hyperbolic, but sort of on that hyperbolic. Yeah, it means exaggerated. It's taking something to the extreme. Hyperbole? Look it up, Paul. Okay. It's the adjective form. Exactly. Um, but that made me think, Paul, that something else, I, and we've sort of been dancing around it, and so to speak. Another thing I didn't like about this movie was that it was too, almost too kid-targeted. I mean, from the, the camera being placed at eye level for kids and to just the overall theme of it being this friendship between a, a boy and this alien, I felt like it is just too much of a kid's movie, almost to the point of, so I remember, I remember as a kid, I thought it was a fairly good movie. Um, I, I remember watching it several times. I also watched movies like a Care Bears movie. And then I remember in college one time, and I don't know if Paul remembers this, but I was, I got the Care Bears movie. And I'm like, Oh, I'll watch this again. I think this will be good. I was like asleep in the first ten minutes. It was so boring. <laughs> I've been meaning to rewatch that. It's so boring, and I, we may it have to. It doesn't re- hold. I I will attest. That unfortunately, the Care Bear movie, the first one at least, doesn't hold up as well as I'd like it yeah. to. Yeah, and and it's Is that because the one with it's the magician kid. Yeah, yeah, the the hat that the guy keeps wanting. Yeah, yeah. and 
and it's made for kids, and I can't fault it for that. But this movie is it's not made a, for the family. Is made for a family. I mean, so I mean, I don't know. I I wasn't in the meeting saying, "Hey, who are we going to target with this?" Mean the the way it is marketed, and from everything, from all I know about, it, it's more of a family geared movie as opposed to a kids focused movie. But so. it's more it's it's family orient it's family directed with a kid orientation. Um say that again? If that's the right way to wait. It's basically targeted for families, but more targeted for kids, if yeah. that makes sense. Yeah, and I think it's for, <laughs> for me watching like, that as like a spy kid, kids. <laughs> sure, yes. Watching that as a kid, I think that's fine. Well, why and I'm you might enjoy it as a kid watching it as an adult. That's something I don't really care for. Well, that's sad. I love. I would say, um, cry me a river, like then, Paul. A, like for the families watching it, I think it has things that adults you know, can relate to, especially as far as relating to the mom. You know, the whole her issues or whatever. See, I wanted to. I wanted um, to. I wanted there to be more of. I felt like there's too little of the relationship between the mom and her kids. She right. came off a bit too controlling and not. And well, I want to. Kids are out of control. Yeah, well, I didn't okay, find no, her no, controlling no. at all. She, I mean, she was. Just, just I think I, you know what you know what. That's I. I overspoke. Just okay. in terms of, I, I hate the sense of like, and you see this in, in other movies when uh, like the. The thing that the big thing is unveiled to the adults finally at long last this time of being ET, and she just just gets freaked out, um, mm-hmm. and as opposed to whoa, let's let's think about this rationally. I guess that's not fair. You can't always expect someone to think rationally in terms of that. I probably wouldn't. The guy here who said, <laughs> if I hear this freaky sound and br- and brush in the middle of the night, out. I'm going to freak out. So I guess I just invalidated myself a little bit there. <laughs> that's fine. You're allowed. Um, I just, I I don't know. I, I wanted to see more of that relationship though, her and mm-hmm. her kids. I think that would have, that would have geared it a little bit more toward it being for a family and but it was, adults. Was long enough as it was. Yeah. Well, and I think, well yes, I, think I agree was, with it, that. It may not <laughs> appeal as much to adults. And Francisco, I'm not trying to say this about you. That's okay. But, say it, but, but I am. Because um, I'm not sure. But like for me, you know, like I am very in tune with my child side all the time you know um and i know paul and josh are i don't know you as well well go ahead but and i feel like it really because well for me as an adult now again i mean i saw it as a kid so mm-hmm. it, it's a little bit harder for me to think about it more objectively i feel strongly well okay if i had never seen it before i still think that it would pull to my childlike heartstrings like it would pull on those right because you see the kid excited and you're like oh that's yeah. great you well, know to see kids yeah. excited so being on that i like i you know watching it as an adult i got that it was filmed on a child's eye level kind of thing mm-hmm. but then it and then like you know there was daylight at the end that you know like you could see the faces and everything and it was everything was revealed so to speak mm-hmm. um so I I think it does sell well and it's maybe for maybe if you're not as 
in tune with your childlike side as prominently. Retransition. You know, like, I, very I, difficult I get, to say. you know, it makes sense. <laughs> it, I, I totally get, I, I understand what you're trying to say. But at the same time, I feel like there's a lot of things that I am in tune with mm-hmm. my, my kid at heart nature. And I'm not sure why this doesn't sort of penetrate into that. It just, it just doesn't. I, I feel like mm-hmm. it, it may have been fine for me as a kid, but as an adult, it's uh, I I there's a lot more I don't like about this movie than I liked. Oh, understood. That's well, sort of understood. <laughs> no, it's, it's like completely understood. Um, I know it's sad, Paul, and I'm sorry. I'm making you so so sad. Well, not as sad as ET dying, <laughs> <laughs> but he doesn't die. I'm sorry. Your ear. I'm sorry. Your childhood dying isn't as sad to oh me as gosh, ET dying. And my childhood is not dead. I enjoy. I'm not it. saying it is or was, or I'm just joking. Uh huh. Sure. <laughs> sure, you are, Paul. Well, what aren't you joking about in terms of things you didn't like about ET? I'm kind of half joking, but kind of <laughs> not. I didn't like it that e- that Elliot did not go with ET <laughs> when he invited. Him. Yeah, I was. I thought that was a little odd that he didn't. Why wouldn't he have? Why wouldn't he go with him? Yeah, have. it's like <laughs> I'd have been there. <laughs> yeah, you're like okay. There's no dad to raise you to like look up after, you know. Yeah. And it's like why not, you know, go join Alex Rogan in space. <laughs> <laughs> that was one of the sweetest moments to me, though, awesome. when ET actually after Elliot saying stay, and ET says come, come. and they both looked at it. No, I guess not. Okay, <laughs> he was kind of yeah. like, I see your point. You don't want to leave your family, and I don't want to leave mine. Yeah. And I understood that more as a kid, but um, <laughs> but now you don't. As understand an adult, it? I think, hey, why not? <laughs> yeah, or at least say, can my, my can I bring my kid, family or like, something? Take I don't know. me. Yeah, yeah, yeah. As not, an adult, not, I'm like, okay, not very authentic, huh? Not very authentic. Mm, what do you mean? That as uh, if you were a kid, you more likely would be like, yes, I'll go. No, for me, well, it was the opposite because yeah, as a, opposite. I wouldn't go because. I I'm uncomfortable with things I don't know. Kind of like Elliot was uncomfortable in his chair when ET was first approaching. He was trying to scream out for help, but he was so uncomfortable he couldn't do it. Yeah. Okay. So being an uncomfortable, he I I I relate to that. That yeah, he would be so uncomfortable in a new environment he wouldn't want to necessarily go right away. All right. I okay. I can see that. Um. Let's go back to Sharon. Was something else you don't like about ET? It's my tragic maker. Oh, you only have your tragic maker left? Mm-hmm. Paul, do you I have it f- too? So I only have mine. So you have to make like one big one or like three little ones. <laughs> yes. That's Let's right. see. Okay. So I was saying before that the John Williams music is beautiful and it's catchy. Oh, yeah. Yeah. I thought you had something about that too, Paul. Yeah. Yeah. Because there, there were times where it seemed. Let me let me say mine, little, and maybe it's yeah it's yeah related. yeah 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 go for it. I felt like all that being said, how beautiful it was. I felt like is almost trying too hard to engage my emotions. Like it's just almost almost to the level of contrived, but not quite. It, it just felt like I don't know too I, too I much almost, that I wish I could 
speak on that in a more musically uh I can in a, in a better I way, but I, I don't know. Almost agree with that in the sense that okay, during like the flying scene, it was great because the music was up and beat and everything. Yeah. But there were times way before that, like he's just going through the forest. It it seemed it didn't seem as lighthearted as it should. It, it, it during that it seemed like it was trying to be, hey, there's a melody here and something's <laughs> happening and there isn't. You know, he's just going through the forest, that kind of mm-hmm. thing. Uh-huh. And, so there were moments like that where it to me it seemed it was uh trying it was it stood out a little too much. Yeah, yeah. I, that's a good way of putting it. Yeah, it just it it called attention to itself. Yeah, yes. a little more than it should have, mm-hmm, yeah. Mm-hmm. All right, so that was that's. But I'm else. not going to fault John Williams, the great master. For, but <laughs> yeah. I, I I agree with what you're saying. He did, yeah, he did a great job. I'm not saying that he didn't do one. I just felt like, for whatever reason, it was too much. Just yeah, just a, a few fewer notes. That's all. That's all. Yeah, it's great to have big, powerful moments, but it's also you also have to do the the more silent moments really well as well. Yeah, to add that contrast. Yeah. All right, guys, let's get to our tragic makers uh, for E.T., you know, really the more important parts of uh, this Mm. podcast. Mm -hmm. Um, (laughs) Oh, the heart and the wonder. Um, Tragic Francisco didn't have it. You know what? I'll go ahead and just start. Get it out of the way. Okay. Elliot. Oh, no. Oh, my God. Now... I, th- I thought been, it was going to be Gertie. If you've been okay. listening to the podcast for any given length of time, you know I have this stigma against kids that don't listen to and do what they're told. Now, Elliot doesn't suffer from that, from uh-huh. that actual... <laughs> Sharon. <laughs> from, from that so much, it's not like his mom's telling him to do all this stuff and he's not doing it. But he still has that same attitude. And you see this and he is like so bossy and annoying from like the in the very Swear beginning. Swear to me. <laughs> in the very beginning. He's like, why now I want to play? Where, where, where? And then and then he, like he tells a, like he's a little brother. Let me fish. Yeah, Let me fish. I was about to Let say, you you know this, Francisco. You should know what it's like to have younger brothers. And then uh, later on <laughs> in the movie, he's, he's saying, oh, no, I'm going to take care of him. He's mine. Oh, no, he's yes. he's he's not a girl. He's a boy. I know these yes. things. And yes. just and then it's, it's, it's like he's a, a little boy or, or something. I know. What is that about? To me. And, then, <laughs> and la- last of all, he does not. So you were talking about earlier, Sharon, how he. um the connection with him and E.T. was sort of growing him and making him more of a leader. I felt like he was not at all a kid that other kids would want to follow. I would not want to follow him. And he or just, kiss. Or, yeah, or kiss. <laughs> that was just, that was an odd oddity in of itself. Oh, but, I have, I have a, a memory of how odd it was, that scene. Okay, well, you can, yeah, let me finish. Later. Um, I, I have like 10 minutes still to go on about how oh, bad no. Elliot was. Um, but yeah, he just irked me. I did not like him. I thought, I think maybe it was, maybe it was just his, it wasn't so much his performance. I think he probably as an actor performed it really well. I just did not like that character at all. I think it was more of the character itself himself. Um, 
And I didn't feel like it was believable that all these kids would rally around him. I mean, I feel like his brother would like, oh, like help him. Oh, like freeing the frogs? Freeing the what frogs. No, I meant more toward the end. More toward the end where they're like, okay, yeah, let's all begin our bikes and help you. And it, Are you I kidding just wasn't me? making a connection. As a teenager, though. here's a chance to steal a car. And you know what I mean? Yeah. Like, yeah, here's a chance for me being a teenager to follow this eight-year-old. Let me go do it. No, 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 no. They're following the older brother. And it's an alien. You're like, hey. You rebel against the grown-ups. Yeah. This is a win-win-win-win. I did not buy it. I didn't buy it. So call call me an old curmudgeon. Say what you will. That's my take. OC. (laughs) Sharon with head buried in hands. Um. Let's Sharon, why don't you give us your tragic maker and we'll end with Paul. Okay. And, oh, and you had a memory though that you wanted to share about Oh, okay. Yeah, this is this is totally I almost put I put this in nostalgic like because mm-hmm. it's so just bizarre. This is not like or dislike the kissing this is part. How I received it as a as a kid. Uh-huh. You know, I didn't know much about you know, I was a little kid, right? So I didn't know mm-hmm. much about I kinda knew from this movie that frog dissections must happen. Mm-hmm. in later grades but anyway when when they kissed i could tell there was a connection between elliot and et you know like so et was kind of going a little crazy getting drunk at mm-hmm. home and so elliot was acting drunk and then he just wanted to free the frogs um but then he when when he kissed the girl <laughs> this is kind of gross too Okay. I thought because you know you see the frogs jumping out like under her feet. Yeah. I thought that somehow because they were having this free the frogs revol- revolution, that these frogs were kind of a result of their their love that came from their kids. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> like if they kissed, then all of a sudden she produced frogs from yeah. under her feet. And so, she, so she became this like great mother of these <laughs> frog princess. Frogs. I like it. Cut print. So, yeah, that's my bizarre little inception. Weirded, weird, incepted memory. Thing. All right. It was really, and it was my incepted interpretation. You know, sure. Yeah. Memory. Yeah. yeah. But, but what I was your exactly. tragic? What was your tragic maker, though? All right, brace yourself for my Who, tragic me? maker. I think it's tragic that it, people like Francisco can't enjoy. I thought you were about to say <laughs> that people like Francisco exist. <laughs> No, 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 no. No, we love Francisco. No, we just Aww. wish that he liked the classic movie. <laughs> oh, no. um, but seriously, uh, what I what I, I think see. bothered me the most it's about this movie is that... It's not your turn, Paul. Oh, I thought it was. I thought no, you were asking me. No. Oh. I was given that little bizarre memory. I so thing. misheard that. I know you're I the master interrupter, but let's let Sharon go. And then you oh, why, thanks for asking. What I think is most... The The type of... The race of aliens or whatever that uh of extraterrestrials that ET is mm-hmm. and comes from. Man, they got some ugly feet. <laughs> that that's your tragic man. And the little waddle, I thought okay, now I forgot about how fast he can he like he ran really fast at that one moment in the beginning. Mm-hmm. Kind of forgot about that part. But um uh yeah, the <laughs> Like there was one moment where there's like a close up on his feet later in the movie, uh-huh. and I'm like, "Ugh." Yeah, you remember Elliot's most... line? He said, "They're just feet. Get over it." <laughs> <laughs> oh, they were so ugly, and 
was like, can we, can we can't... just go back Okay, for everyone face? who thinks that his feet are ugly or that he's an old wrinkly prune or that he, I will admit <laughs> I he, he... E.T. himself was adorable, though. I like, will admit wrong. he looks like uh, an old anime granny come to life, especially oh, yeah. in the old. That's a good way of putting it. <laughs> there were some moments. Yeah, but, but he can't wait, help how stretch. he looks. Oh no! Look, I needed a tragic maker. Okay. You can't pick something that he can't help. That's like saying, "Oh, these toenails." I mean, come on. You mean like some friends of ours who might say that? Oh, he's acting like a natural boy. Yeah, who are these people? Jeez. Tar and feather those people. Come on. Um, Paul, let's go. (laughs) (laughs) Thanks, Sharon. Paul, what is your tragic maker for E.T.? The extraterrestrial. Oh, is it my turn now? It is your turn now, yes. All right. Unfortunately, what I... what I was really thinking... Unfortunately, what I think is most tragic about E.T., the film Extraterrestrial, is that it's just too darn slow in parts. It just kind of drags here. on, like at the beginning, where they're looking at the plants, the, the aliens, yeah. especially with the, the, the house where the scientists come and, and overtake the house. That yeah. scene just goes on and on. And yeah. I, they're, and, and like, I was yeah, so. If you're a kid. That would take forever, and it would be terrifying, which it was. Yeah, I don't remember it being so long as a kid, but as an adult watching this, I'm like, man, there's a lot of extra footage that could have saved money. For me, the longer the movie, the better. Okay. And it really doesn't even matter if it, you know, the like... Extended, extended version is yeah. even better. It helps me soak it up, but I think it adds to my feeling of, like, it, it, it melds with my m- realistic memories, you know, so it kind of does this... It makes it extra real for me in a way. Mm. Hmm. Um, okay. The way I soak it in, and so like I just, I just embrace it. Okay. okay. But I, I totally. So it's harder for me to be objective on that note. Gotcha. All right. So that's that's all. I mean, it's, you know. So I, I shook my head because I was like, no, it didn't bother. Thanks me. for disqualifying my. Uh, <laughs> I don't know how it. Dis- I feel like it. I, I don't think it hurt it at all. No, it didn't. No, no. You you disqualified it. Thank you. (laughs) There's only one left now. All right, guys. I think we've thoroughly disqualified E.T. as a good movie. So let's go ahead and... Firing solution complete. Rating salvo at the ready. On your mark. All right, guys. Let's talk about whether we thought E.T., the extraterrestrial, was a classic. We would recommend anyone see it, whether they've seen it before or not. A nostalgic, we'd only recommend you watch again if you've seen it before. Or a tragic, we would not recommend anyone watch this movie. Let's just begin with our guest host, Sharon. Okay. It's a classic. It's a classic. (sighs) It's a classic. You want to qualify that at all, or just that it's a classic? Is a qualification enough? <laughs> I, I, to me, it's so rich in so many ways. Some, most of, many of which we've already mentioned in the earlier part of the show. Mm-hmm. Um, and you know, listening to your viewpoint, Francisco, I, you know, I did gain some extra perspective and realize, well. 
it's not for everyone. It's not for everybody. <laughs> but really, generally speaking, I would definitely recommend it across the board. Um, you know. Very so, cool. I, I awesome. Know. No, that's no. what I got. It's that's all, it's great. After midnight here. Uh, yeah. <laughs> Thank you for sticking with us, Sharon. That's cool. And I'm sharing your to. opinion. Uh, Paul, how would you rate E.T.? Well, I think you may be surprised, may or may not be surprised, but I'd like to go on record to state that I think it is tragic that this movie did not win Best Picture of the Year and Rocky beat it because this is a classic that yes. could be enjoyed by almost everybody. <laughs> and it's one of the best films of all time. So true. Uh, so not the best, but one of them. I, this is a classic, hands down for me. Down. You know what, guys? I think after this conversation, I'd have to say that this is a classic example of a tragic movie. No! You're only digging your heels further. <laughs> <laughs> this is, I mean, and you know what? I honestly thought I was going to be, this is going to be another Monty Python incident, but oh, yeah. I actually have. It is. <laughs> no, but Christy, my wife, who loves Monty Python, agrees with me. This is just like, this, this movie is not a good movie. So. That's why you two are meant for each other. Uh, apparently, yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> You're despised for E.T. <laughs> Um, yeah, I, I mean, I pretty much said Elliot is a big reason. The overall that this is so, so much of folk. I felt like so much of a kid's movie when, um, and there was very little for adults to enjoy, I suppose. Um, at least for, for me as an adult and I can be an I old curmudgeon about that, that, but yeah, 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 go for it. It's no, no, I just after like that's kind of one of my takeaways from this this time with you guys this evening <laughs> is is I'm gonna have to kind of ponder that some more. Go for it. It won't take away from its being a classic for me, but it's I oh, just it will. Got to think on that song. G- give it, give it time, Sharon. Just give it time. It's okay. I'm not gonna. You might, you might like it, Francisco. No. I won't yeah. like it. What are you going to do when your little ones love this movie? Well, I'm not going to. I'm never going to suggest it as a movie to watch. Just when they go visit Uncle Paul. And, uh, <laughs> you know? Maybe. Let's yeah. see. What else did Francisco hate? <laughs> <laughs> yes. That was pretty awesome. Um, <laughs> all right, guys. Well, with two classics and a tragic. The Retro Rewind Podcast rates E.T., the extraterrestrial, a disputed classic movie. We'd recommend you watch this, whether you've seen it before or not. Guys, I think we need to, since it did end up being a classic, it's important that we go back and tell people at the beginning who may be listening to this podcast and have never seen E.T., as outlandish as that might be, we may need to say, hey, we rated a classic, so if you want to watch the movie before we spoil anything, go do that. What do you think? Right on. Okay, let's do it. Wow, can you believe how disrespectful our younger selves are to us? My goodness. Yeah. (laughs) Jeez. Oh, does that irk you? (laughs) Maybe a little bit. Maybe a little bit. But, you know, I'm good-natured with myself. So, I I hear you. Yeah, but not old me. (laughs) Wait, old me is now or back then? 
That's a good question. Oh, I don't know. <laughs> um, anyway, uh, let's, uh, Alice, now that we're back to our own time, can you please uh, see what's new on our tubes? New tube systems engaged. And let's begin, as we have done much tonight, with Sharon. What's new on your tube? <laughs> well, guys, I saw Ant-Man. Oh, cool. He was so tiny. How'd you see him? He was so tiny. Well, you know, they, they had a Zoom feature going on. <laughs> oh. and, no, okay, so I didn't know really anything. I mean, Josh filled me in a little bit about it as, as you know, we were anticipating the making of the movie and everything mm-hmm. and hearing mm-hmm. more about it in the news. But, you know, other than that, I never really knew anything about the Ant-Man story. Um now, Josh, who did know a lot about it, I'm including this because a lot of, you know, our nerdy friends might appreciate his perspective. He went in with low expectations hmm. because of just different reasons. He didn't expect it to be awesome, but he thought he might, you know, it'd be a nice, fun movie for a Friday night, whatever. Yeah. We loved it. Include, like us, our friend that was with us, we were laughing the whole time. We, there was this whole energy in the theater. It was great. Um, a great audience can really and, help a viewing. Yeah, yeah. Um, well, I mean, it was packed, and I mean, it was the you know first Friday night in our area showing it, and um, so yeah, like we were laughing the entire from beginning to end, and um, there was a couple of touching moments at the end, particularly one, which of course I won't say, but it brought a brought a tear to my eye, mm. um, and um, I mean, it made us look forward and hope for more, you know, as Marvel to do with their movies these days so, so i highly recommend ant-man so with all the funny funny jokes and stuff would you say there's a lot of antics in this movie uh, uh, uh. Uh, i totally would <laughs> and um, i cracked myself up cool all I right so his name is Luis. he's kind of his kind of default best friend in the movie oh, okay hilarious well, you're just ben. spoiling this all over the place, Sharon. Now I'm going to go place. in and expect it to be super funny, and it better be. All right, all right. Okay, so it was all right. Ant-Man was okay. Okay, you know, all right, I mean, all right. No big right. deal. No big deal. It was all right. Okay. You Good know, squish him yeah, easy. Yeah, yeah, okay, got it. It's a little movie about a little guy. Right. Not yeah. big deal. But Michael <laughs> Douglas, Paul Rudd, their performances, just, you know, beautiful. It's there. <laughs> Very cool. They did that acting thing really good. Very nice. Uh, Paul, what is new on your tube? Well, you ever just sit there on the internet and you find this curious, this link that's like, hey, you know, 20 celebrities, where are they now? And you click on yeah, there and then I'll that leads that. to other things. Yeah. And then next thing you know, four hours of your Saturday has <laughs> gone by and you're like, dang it, what the heck? You know how you can remedy well, that? Have a toddler who wakes up from her nap. Mm-hmm. That'll remedy that. Yeah. You might get an sure. hour. <laughs> so a lot of these lists that you find on on the internet that I that I unfortunately get sucked down rabbit holes uh-huh. in. Yeah. I found a YouTube channel. Uh, it's called Screen Rant, and they do a lot of uh top tens and uh little lists uh-huh. like that. Yeah. But it's all about the like the latest movies of like Marvel movies and mm-hmm. all the movies that I that you kinda like. Uh, the superheroes, sci-fi, you know, the big action, um, like James Bond and stuff. So they have a ton Sharknado. of 
they have a ton of uh, videos and reviews on these kind of movies and things like that. Uh-huh. That reminds me of those lists where, you know, each video is only like five to eight minutes long. And you're like, oh, let's watch the next one. And watch yeah, yeah. Next thing you know, four hours has gone by. And you're like, what did I do with myself? <laughs> <laughs> but I would recommend Screen Rant. They're, they're fun to get lost in. Very cool. Awesome. Hey, Francisco, what's new on your tube? Dang it. I mean, thank you, Sharon, for asking. <laughs> uh, I appreciate it, too. Thank you. <laughs> I bet you do, Paul. Um, okay, so I was totally not expecting this to be my new tube, but... Uh, Is it E.T.? <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, go ahead. Not by a long shot. Um <laughs> I would say this is the antithesis of E.T. Um, so I noticed that Zoolander 2's teaser trailer dropped. <laughs> you saw that? I did. And I yeah. busted up watching now, that. Now, did you know it was? Because I saw it in the... Uh, I saw the teaser, teaser trailer in front of the latest Mission Impossible movie. Oh. And I I didn't know it was the Zoolander trailer. I knew it was because, because I saw it on the internet and said this is a yeah. Zoolander too. So I knew it was going to be that. But, yeah. man. My it name is in 200 Lander. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, it's just, I love that. I loved it so much. I, I fell on the floor just remembering the joke. I'd just seen it. I, I, I just cracked up. It was hilarious. Um, it, it's a fun teaser. Yeah. I, I, I mean, I think that sets the I bar. I haven't seen the first one. Oh, you should. <sighs> oh, yeah. you, what? you spend your team, you spend your time watching ET, but you can't watch or recording this podcast or recording this podcast. I mean, come on, have priorities. No, I really appreciate you recording this podcast. Please, please don't go. Please don't. Go. <laughs> I'm um, leaving. Oh, sad day. No, Another yeah, it's 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 a fun movie. There, there's some raunchiness to it that I could go yeah. without. But yeah, it's it's definitely fun. It's it's, it's a fun silly, movie. stupid. Yes, but in yeah. a fun way. Silly, stupid. It's on the list. Cool. And um, the second one coming out. Uh, I there wouldn't is. recommend it to everyone. No. Yeah, oh, yeah. Second no, Zoolander. I, I wouldn't either. Uh, but yeah, Zoolander 2. Teaser trailer. Go look Go look for it if you're a fan of the original. If you are if you hated the original, and I remember hating the original trailers, thinking this looks like the stupidest movie ever. It was. Yeah. I, I, I enjoy it. It's a guilty pleasure. So <laughs> there you go. All right. So we have uh, Ant-Man. We have... Uh, Something rants, screen rants, screen rants, screen rants, YouTube channel, and the teaser trailer for Zoolander 2. That is what's new on our tube. Now, else, do we have anything on the commsats? Receiving incoming transmission. How about does, that? There's does, incoming I'll, transmission. Does Alice have go. like a Oh, like a, a helper personality, <laughs> or that? Yes. No, it's just Paul Powers at the control. <laughs> <laughs> um, we don't have any uh, feedback per se, other than what we got for uh, for uh, Zoolander. Z- not Zoolander for ET. Uh, but <laughs> I did 
put a poll on uh, our Facebook group, and it's pinned to the top, so you should be able to find it easily if you're a member of the group, asking, do you like these time jumps that we're doing because we've gotten, gotten some feedback saying, uh, nix those things. Other people seem to like them. Me and Paul enjoy doing them. Uh, but we'd like to hear from you because if, if the overwhelming number of you just don't like them, we'll, we'll get rid of them. That's okay. It's not the end of the world. Um, but I need to change my vote. Okay. Then go by all means, go change your vote from hating this amazing thing. It wasn't I know. I'm giving time sharing. And it was actually an attractive <laughs> option because of it being like a Sam, I am. Wordy. I know. Yeah, I, I enjoy doing stuff like that. But, uh, so go and tell us what you think because we'd like, we, I mean, we do the show for us, but we also do it for you. So please let us know what you think. Uh, also, uh, some other show announcements. We are almost to the end. This is actually the end of the five movies we you voted on for that you wanted the Retro Rewind podcast to cover. That means that we need five more movies to cover, which you can go vote on at RetroRewindPodcast.com slash cast your vote. Uh, voting for the next five will end August 20th, 2015, because we're recording the next episode after that, uh, which uh, is not a movie you voted on, but we're very excited to start. We're going to start reviewing a trilogy, uh, and the first movie in that trilogy we'll be tackling next time, and then we'll go into the next five movies you vote on. Uh, now, Quite a change from last time uh, when we... Oh, really? Yes, from our Goofy movie when we did a little preview of what movies were coming out. It changes every week pretty much, doesn't it? It seems to, or at least every time we do an episode. So if the movies that were to come out, and I think part of this is because of you campaigning the animated movies, Paul, I think that helped drive voting a lot. Um, (laughs) If... If the if we were going to take if it was August twentieth today and we we're going to take the top five movies they would be an American Tale, Major Pain, The Rescuers Down Under, The Great Muppet Caper, and Home Alone. Really? Yes. Wow! <laughs> I know quite the change from last time. So yeah, it, what's number list. six? I'm just curious. Number six is The Iron Giant. Oh, okay. So a lot of the animated movies you had up in your little post, Paul, got bumped up quite a well, lot. Well, I posted the top four that were at the on the list when I posted that. It was mm-hmm. the top four animated. Oh, okay. So I just went with a theme and just posted it. But uh, yeah, it can easily change. And Apparently, you viewers or listeners can yeah. make that happen. You can, yeah, and you can vote. <laughs> You're the only ones that can make it happen, <laughs> pretty much. Yeah, and feel free to vote. Multiple times across lots of movies. I mean, you can you only get one vote per movie, but you, it's not like you can only vote on one movie and that's it. Vote on as many of the movies as you want, up or down. Uh, all right. Those are all the show announcements we had. Uh, moving on. If you want to leave us feedback on this episode, the best places to do it are on the in the comments section at RetroRewindPodcast.com slash 69. Um or on our Facebook group, which again, you can go to and join at RetroRewindPodcast.com slash group. Uh, I also want to mention that we are part of the Retro Junkies Network, which you can find at theretrojunkies.com. And uh, they just have lots of different shows there. From They have a show about called Turtle Flakes, which talks all about Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles. Or there's a show that's about old arcade cabinet games called No Quarter. 
So go mm-hmm. check if if a lot a lot of it is gaming retro gaming centric. So if that appeals to you, go check them out. And there's lots of podcasts there. Now before we head back to Nav Point Omega, I want to thank Sharon so much for coming back to the show and joining us. Uh, Sharon, where can we find you online, and do you have anything to promote? I do. Um, and it, you know, it was a pleasure being on the show with you guys again. It's it's always lots of fun. Oh, thank yeah. you. Um, <laughs> thank you guys for having me. Of course. Um, well, I, yeah, I have recently um, developed a new website. Um, new my own website did you code called, it yourself no that's i was trying to find the right word that then was you not didn't develop it, yeah. i know thank you for saying that. you started a new website started yeah kind of launched I, I launched, launched. there the you word. go launched a new website very cool um uh yeah harp of birmingham.com is what it's called so um yeah, just promoting what I do and am learning to do. Um, and if you want to find me on Facebook, it's at facebook.com slash harp Birmingham. Um, and yeah. And I'm curious, will we, if we, uh, on your webpage or on the Facebook page, is that where we can get notified when you do more concerts? Because Sharon... Yeah. Sharon did an online concert the other night, and me and uh, Christy and my daughter, we watched it. It was really awesome, really cool to see Sharon performing. I'm so, so glad. It was wonderful having your, knowing you guys were uh, tuning in. Yeah, it was, it was really I cool. I loved seeing your comments and everything. <laughs> so it was, that was wonderful. But um, so can we get notified through either yeah. of those channels if you're going to do another one? Awesome. Um, yeah. <sighs> I didn't announce it on the website because I'm still new to website world. Mm-hmm. But um, but yeah, definitely, I'd, I'd say the the best place to keep in touch and you know for updates and everything would be the Facebook page. Awesome. Um, we we'll have actually the website. Yeah, <laughs> we will have a link to that <laughs> on our show page. All right, uh, you can contact. So thank you again, Sharon. Uh, you can contact the show if you want to get in touch with the show at Renter. We want retrorewindpodcast.com slash contact or if you want to reach, reach out to me specifically uh, you can tweet me at fxruizx you can also find Paul at uh, pauljpowers.com for all his social security information and Paul will you tell us what movie game time continuum we will be rewinding back to next time dun 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 Dun, dun, dun. Next time we're going to be going back in time. We're going to go back to the year 1985 for the movie Back to the Future, the first one. But until then, we would appreciate it so much if you took some time to review us on iTunes or Stitcher Radio. And that really helps others find the show when they're searching for retro podcasts or any kind of podcast. And uh, you can email us a review or better yet, consider sending us a buck for um, an episode. So if we do two a month, it's only two bucks a month. Or you can 
uh, contribute more at our Patreon page at RetroRewindPodcast.com slash Patreon. Yeah, and I, I do so. want to remind you, you do get – there are different rewards depending on how much you give. So just keep that in mind as well. Mm-hmm. So we, we try to give back to you also when – because you give to when you give to us. Can I have one gigawatt? It's only one. <laughs> what the heck is a gigawatt? One point twenty-one, <laughs> just one. <laughs> thank you so much, Paul, uh, and thank you for being an sure. awesome friend and co-host. And likewise. Ah, thank you. Um, and whether this is your first time listening or you subscribe and listen to each episode, which if you do, awesome. Thank you so much. But thank you. Awesome. If this is your first time listening as well and giving us a chance and making it this far into the episode. Um, so, whether you're doing it while you're doing chores or you're waiting for your uh, bus you know, to your, arrive, no, your cohorts in our space to come back and pick you up. Um, oh, yeah. We appreciate you so much. That gives you a heartburn. <laughs> yes, exactly. <laughs> and like a Pokemon, we got to catch y'all later on the next episode of the Retro Rewind podcast. Retro Rewind mission complete. Oh, our next episode Receive is the Dr. Retro Rewind. We've been talking about this for so long. I know, it's crazy. Oh, but we're not there yet. No. You know the new sound you've been looking for? Well, listen to this. <laughs> Telefono mi casa. That's more He's of a bilingual. <laughs> that's more of an inside joke between me and Christy. But anyway, see what our firing solution is. Wait. Sorry, what, Paul? I'm sorry. I I'm really bad at my memory, and and re-listening to these episodes, I'm like, how can you forget what was just said not two <laughs> minutes ago? But you did give us your tragic maker, right, Francisco? Elliot, Paul, Elliot. Oh yeah, yeah. Thank you. Okay, sorry. Yeah, yeah. My old timer's yeah, kicking in. That's sorry. fine. I'll, yeah, I remember that. I'll now. edit that out. Don't worry. Yeah. No sorry, one will know but us. <laughs> <laughs> or will they? Oh.